This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and I'm your host, Tyler. If you're ready to learn about real estate investing and you're short on time, what do you say we jump right in? Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Is your tax strategy leaving your real estate business vulnerable? By Lindsey Frankel. Real estate investors want to avoid unnecessary taxation, And while there are many clever ways to reduce your effective tax rate, it can be difficult to simultaneously achieve robust asset protection. That's because accountants and attorneys each have knowledge gaps that prevent them from seeing the full picture. According to Riley Nielsen, real estate investment manager and founder of Flying N Group, his business brings together lawyers and CPAs to help his clients achieve the delicate balance between minimal taxation and maximum asset protection. Liability lawsuits against businesses are increasing in number and severity year over year, with businesses now spending an average of $1.2 million each year to counter litigation. Mom-and-pop real estate businesses are not immune either. Even those that do everything by the book work to reduce risks and never cause intentional harm. Before committing to a tax strategy, It's important to consider how a lawsuit might impact your business and take precautionary measures to ensure your portfolio won't be swiftly seized in the event of an accident. The overall goal is to not own your assets and only control them. You want to make it so the paperwork of your assets cannot lead to you. That's what Nielsen says. 
pretty smart. So can real estate investors avoid lawsuits? Well, with the right asset protection strategy, it is possible to prevent most lawsuits. More on that later. But you can't avoid lawsuits simply by doing the right thing. So here's a quote from Nielsen. There's a misconception that the only people who find themselves in lawsuits are people who have wronged other people. And that's just absolutely not true. End quote. If there's money to be made from your business, victims of accidents may allege negligence and not just to cover their losses. There are several reasons why the digital age is conducive to an increasingly litigious culture. One is that personal injury attorneys are advertising to consumers directly, and their efforts have gotten even more sophisticated with the advent of targeted advertisements. Nielsen says, The marketing messaging often depicts personal injury lawsuits as, quote, get-rich-quick schemes. Aggregator businesses that sell off plaintiff information to law firms also play a role, accounting for a large share of ad spending in 2021. The estimated $971.6 million in spending on legal services television advertising in 2021 represented an 11% increase from the year prior. Something's up. Another factor is that people are becoming increasingly aware of courts awarding plaintiffs high settlements and are expecting similar outcomes in their own cases, a concept known as social inflation. That's causing claimants to file more frequent lawsuits and seek larger awards. Even if a claimant has a frivolous case, there's little to deter them from hiring a contingency-based lawyer. That's because most states follow the American rule, America where the loser isn't responsible for paying the winner's legal fees. Claimants' expectations of high payouts are further reinforced by justice system abuse on the part of some attorneys. Justice system abuse and insurance policy exclusions. All right, Nielsen explains that if personal injury attorneys become aware that defendants have significant assets, they may use tactics to artificially inflate damages. Some of these personal injury attorneys will direct their clients to go to medical clinics that do lean-based treatment, he says. While there can be legitimate reasons to seek out-of-network care, some attorneys refer their clients to contingency-based health care providers that are able to bill up to 25 times more than the in-network negotiated rate for the same treatment solely for the purpose of getting a bigger payout, according to Nielsen. A 2018 appellate court case in California provides a precedent for the nefarious strategy to be tolerated. That's having an impact on insurance companies as well, as you can imagine. This is what Nielsen says. Insurance companies are catching on to this, and they're having to either increase their premiums or, even worse, reduce their coverage. Reduced coverage often takes the form of policy exclusions that may catch policyholders by surprise. Nielsen says real estate investors should ask insurance agents to review the exclusions in everyday language. It's helpful to understand the gaps in the policy, and it may be possible to fill them. He says this, a lot of times if you want coverage in a specific area and you ask for it, it's just not going to increase your premiums by very much. End quote. One exclusion real estate investors should be aware of is that standard homeowner's insurance policies won't cover you if your insurance company detects systemic rental activity, so you should have a landlord policy if you intend to rent your property. You should also be aware that your business policy won't protect against personal liabilities and vice versa. 
Other common exclusions in landlord policies include dog bites, claims of sickness related to mold or COVID, existing damage, how the right business structure can protect you. All right, so if your only focus has been minimizing taxes, your business could be particularly vulnerable to litigation. This is what Nielsen says. S-Corps, for example, are often used, but since the owner can only own S-Corp shares in their personal name, they offer very little asset protection, and in many cases, the owner would have been better off just keeping assets in their personal name. Depending on your situation, the tax savings that an S-Corp may provide may not be worth the potential downsides, and an S-Corp election can be difficult to undo later on. On the other hand, the right strategy may prevent lawsuits altogether. This is what Nielsen says. We don't want our clients to win lawsuits because they're well defended. We want them so well defended that the lawsuit never finds them in the first place. Noting that keeping your assets in an offshore LLC on the Caribbean island of Nevis is one strategy that prevents someone from using a contingency-based attorney in a lawsuit against you. The goal of robust asset protection is for the cost of a lawsuit to exceed the value of your assets. Of course, there are individual factors that will determine the best strategy for you, including the state you live in. For example, some people may recommend putting your primary residence into an LLC to protect it from lawsuits and gain some tax benefits, which would potentially be smart to do in a state like New Jersey, which has poor asset protection laws. That's what Nielsen says. He also says this, if you live in Florida, which has an unlimited homestead exemption for your primary residence, and you placed it in an LLC, you would lose that protection completely. All right, here's how to prevent courts from piercing the corporate veil. Even if you structure your business as a corporation that provides limited liability, the directors or shareholders can be held personally liable if the court identifies misconduct. So that would mean your personal assets would be fair game in a judgment against you. Most people know not to commingle their business and personal funds. But there's more you need to do to prevent courts from piercing the corporate veil. According to Nielsen, quote, following corporate formalities like having a board of directors that meets together annually and keeps a record of that meeting can also help legitimatize your business in the eyes of a court. End quote. But this doesn't have to be especially formal. You and a family member can have a meeting and take notes on what was discussed. <laughs> but you just want to make sure you're not using your business as an alter ego, so to speak. A lot of holding companies for real estate investors are undercapitalized and don't have an operating agreement, and that can be problematic as well. Asset protection laws for that setup are very weak in just about every state, and that's because an LLC is designed to be run actively. It's not supposed to be for passive income. That's what Nielsen says. He also says, so you have to change the way you're running your business so it conforms better to what the court wants. Bottom line, Nielsen has some general advice for real estate businesses. Don't do business with the same LLC that owns your assets to avoid mixing your assets with your liabilities. And while you shouldn't let potential lawsuits scare you into putting your assets in a trust that's taxed at 37%, yikes, you should speak with an attorney to ensure your assets are protected rather than solely relying on tax guidance from your CPA. Nielsen notes that it'll cost you a fraction of what your assets are worth to keep them protected, and it's well worth the cost to avoid losing everything 
you've worked to achieve. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Remember, every Thursday, there's a new investor story on the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast, and they drop a listener question focused episode each Sunday. And every Tuesday, we are bringing news, how to, and other tactical shows to help you stay current in this market. So, Check out all the new releases every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday with David, Rob, and a variety of real estate experts. Only three days a week? <laughs> Jeez, slackers. But seriously, check out the show. You can search for it on your podcast app or go to biggerpockets.com podcast. Meanwhile, I'll meet you right back here tomorrow.